Hey everybody, Mike Ackerman here. Hey, I'm spending some time with my man Wong. We're just chopping it up, talking about being undefeated, having a defining moment, freedom, life, everything in between. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning into Defining Moments Podcast. This episode is brought to you by CMM Financial Services. At CMM, we know how hard it is to find someone who knows and cares enough to create the tax and wealth plan that you deserve. After walking alongside hundreds of clients for the past 20 years with accounting, bookkeeping, tax strategy, and financial planning, we have created a proven system to help you reach your financial goals. CMM has your complete financial team to reach your financial goals. Book a call at cmmfinancialservices.com. Welcome back to the Undefeated Show Defining Moments podcast. We're located here in the Triple B of OKC in Kyle Golding's beautiful studio. And today's very special guest, and this is a dear friend of mine, the president of MND Drilling out of Tomball, Texas. Mike Ackerman, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Great to be here, Wong. Yeah, Great absolutely. to be here, man. Well, we're going to start this pro- uh, podcast off with a gift Woo! to you. I bet it's money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to look at it, Wong. Yes, please Give do. Give me just a second. Yeah. There's one for you and uh, one for Darlin too. A glass floating frame. You might recognize the people in it. Not 100% sure. Oh, who do we have here? Look at this. Look at this, guys. <laughs> uh, and, and you wonder why I'm friends with this guy. This guy's <laughs> the greatest. Greatest in the world. Signed by Governor Skit, too. I know I've seen yeah. that. Personally signed. Thank you, sir. I yes, appreciate sir. that, man. Appreciate that. You know, this is one of the moments. Uh, you know, you talk about defining moments. This is one of the moments that we'll cherish and remember for uh, for forever. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll be able to look back when we're in the nursing home. Me and Daryl are laying side by side. You know, 150 years old in the nursing home. Uh, baby, remember when we was over at Wong's and we met the governor? <laughs> and Daryl was translating for my dad. Exactly. Yeah. God, what a special night. That was a great night, man. It was awesome. There's yeah. one for Darlin too. So perfect. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Absolutely. I am gonna I'm gonna hang this up and and I can assure you I will cherish it. I appreciate it. That's so good. Yes. So uh memory popped up into my timeline the other day and it was uh, back in March or April of twenty twenty. My wife and I were Buying these hats, getting them embroidered with our logo in the state of Oklahoma. You came across our timeline on Twitter, mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, man, I'm, I'm going to take six of them. Yep. And then another DM came through. Hey, actually, I want 15. And eventually, you bought out our inventory. You bought our tumblers. You, you bought our sweatshirts. And I'll be honest, Mike, Morgan and I cannot thank you and Darlene enough, not just for the support, but the friendship yep. and the familyhood that we've formed over the last three and a half years. So we appreciate that very much. Well, and I, and I appreciate that. And, you know, we always kind of got this thing back and forth. We say real, recognize real. Mm-hmm. It took me uh, about a half a second to realize you're the real deal. You were the real deal. And when I see the real deal, then I'm going to help. Yeah. yeah. You know, when I, when I see somebody trying to, trying to get on top, who really wants to be on top. Hey, I, I, <laughs> I'm going to, I may not be able to give you a hand up, but man, Hey, I can, I can, 
I can boost you up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I can do whatever I got to do, you know. Yeah. But yeah, man, when I, when I see somebody out there trying to hustle, trying to make it, how can you not help? I'm with you. You know? I'm with you. I mean, yeah. it, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't take a lot to help. Yeah. yeah. You know, it takes a little effort, a little willingness. You know, and if you, if you got some uh, a few bucks spare laying around, hey, put it out there, man. Yeah. Put that seed money out there and watch it grow. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't matter if you get any back, you know. Right. Just watching it grow. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ever grew a garden, you know, it, it probably costs you more money to, to grow a garden <laughs> than it would just go out. Here. But just to, to, to actually take the seed, plant it, put the work in, watch it grow, that's, that's, that's your reward right there. Mm-hmm. You know, and you going out there and picking one little tomato, that's just the icing on top of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and so it's such an important time, too, because of the shutdown and mm-hmm. all that. Yep. And we were together, able to do giveaways yep. every weekend. That was amazing. And yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, one yeah. of the one of the best times on Twitter. Yeah, I, I totally enjoyed it. Yeah, and got to know you and Darlin throughout the last few years. Your story is completely amazing. So let's just dive into your story. You were washing dishes. I don't, I don't know, 13, 14, 15 years old, mm-hmm. and you take it from there. Uh, okay, I'll take it from there. <laughs> I was in eighth grade. And, uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. Mom and dad got divorced and, you know, money was kind of tight. And a friend of mine was washing dishes at a barbecue place. He said, man, I'm fixing to quit. And uh, I said, he said, uh, you want to go to work there? I said, yeah, how do I do it? He goes, well, I'm just going to quit. And then you go by and say, hey, y'all hiring? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, deal. <laughs> so he quit. So like an hour later, I'm like, hey, y'all hiring? <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So, uh. So I go and I'm basically washing dishes at a barbecue place. $5 a day. We worked, uh, I showed up at three after school, walked from school to the barbecue place. And we worked till either, I think it was nine o'clock at night. So it was about six hours. Made $5 a day. Washing dishes and, oh, basically whatever they told us to do. But the main, main thing was getting, washing all the dishes, putting all the stuff up, basically doing what you're told. So after about, I don't know, maybe about a month, I got raised $7 a week. No, $7 a day. So I'm like, ah, I'll be retired in like six months at this rate. <laughs> yeah, I'm breaking the money in, you know? So I go through all that. And so I do that. And then I, I work some other jobs. So when I was a junior, I got out half a day. Only went to school half a day because I had enough credits. And then I got in this like, work program. So I get this job and I start working, making, you know, decent money for a kid. So, of course, I'm going to fast forward through a lot of this because we'll be here for three days talking about this <laughs> stuff. So I do that and uh, I move out or I move out when I was 16. You know, my mom's like, you know, you know, if you can't be home this time, then you can't leave here. I'm like, well, I can't leave. <laughs> you know, so, of course, in... In all fairness, I was a, a horrible child. <laughs> I mean, because I was so headstrong and I was going to do what I wanted to do. And that's just the bottom line, mm. you know, which is a good thing, mm. but it's also a bad thing. Sure. You know, is it something you got to be mature enough to kind of level out? And of course, at that time, I, I had the maturity of, a, of an infant. So anyway, long story short, I move out. Uh, I'm working half a day. Uh, when I'm a senior, I only went to school three periods. Because my work period was was that much longer after that. So anyway, I do that. I graduate. 
Uh, and if I'm being real honest, I get in a lot of trouble in Texas. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, I got to get out of here. Because so, that's like warrants for my arrest and stuff. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm out of here. So I moved back to Oklahoma, you know. And uh, so my uncle, he says, you know, hey, I can get you a job on a rig. I'm like, okay. So uh, I moved to Western Oklahoma. Uh, I go to work up there. Start working up there. Everything's fine. Everything's cool, you know. And then, uh, you know, me and Darren, we get together. And, and I moved back to Lindsay and things and blah, blah, blah. Long story short. She's had enough of Oklahoma. <laughs> she's had enough of living in a small town with absolutely nothing around. And, and quite honestly, she's probably had enough of me, too. She said, I'm going back to Texas. I'm like, well, go ahead. You know, I ain't, I'm not going back to Texas. I didn't leave nothing there. So about two, three months later, I'm like, mm, you know, Texas really wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I actually don't have a lot here. I could, it wouldn't take but a second to start over in Texas. So I, so I'll go, I'll go back to Texas. So I go back to Texas. I uh, find a job, just just a quick job, uh, doing this like this water stuff where you check water softener stuff, and I hated it. But I'm like, it's something until I can find, you know, what I want to do. So Daryl was looking through the want ads. Oh, and for everybody out there that don't know what want ads are, uh, back in the <laughs> olden days, uh, before all this technology and all this stuff, you would get the paper, and they had a section in there called Job Want Ads, mm-hmm. and you would go through there. So anyway, it was a, it was a, it was an ad that said, uh, "What what in the world did it say? Mud technician wanted or something like that." And I told her, "Hey, I can do that. Call them up, you know, and see if I can get an interview." So she's like, "Okay." So I go for the interview, go in the office, and I said, "I'm like, hey, you know, I'm here for the interview." I'm like, okay, go through the doors, go through the shop, uh, go around the corner, and then you'll see another door. There's a guy named Carl. Go talk to him. So I do all that, go in there, and I see this guy named Carl. And I say, hey, I'm, I'm here for the, the, the mud technician job, whatever it was. I don't remember exactly what it was. He said, okay. So he's sitting at his desk. He turns around, and he picks these two cones up. He goes, what are these? I said, that's a desilder cone. That's a desander cone. He goes, okay, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, go back in the front and uh, tell them that you're hired, and uh, they'll get you all fixed up. So that's how I started doing what I wow. do. So... Uh, I worked there about five years. And then, of course, at that time, I'm like, I'm the best driller in the world, obviously. Uh, I'm the best mud man. I'm the best welder. I'm the best truck driver. I'm the best laborer. I'm the best everything in the whole world. Why am I wasting my talents here? I should be doing this for myself. <laughs> I mean, and it's it's funny to hear that. It's funny to say that. But as, that's not far from the truth what was going on in my head. I honestly thought I was the best in the West. So, uh, I get to thinking, you know, why can't I do this for myself? It's easy. All I got to do is have this, this, and that. Boom, get a job. Bam, you're rich. You know? <laughs> because when you, own a ri- when you own a business, you're automatically rich, right? <laughs> so, that's, that's was, that was my thinking. So, I talked to my uncle. I, I was actually working in Dallas. Got rained out that day. So, I drove up here to see my dad in Lindsay. He wasn't there. So, I went to go see my aunt. Actually, my aunt was gone too, but her wife was there. His name was Ollie. So I was talking to him about, you know, I was, I was, I was saying, man, I ought to quit and do this for myself. He said, why don't you do it? That's why I don't have the money. He said, I can get you the money. He said, how much you need? I'm like, I don't know. He said, well, well what do you need? I said, well, I need a rig. I need an auger. And uh, I need a, a work truck. And uh, that's about it. I get that. Boom. Get a job. We're rich. He goes, mm. sounds good to me. He goes, I tell you what. I'll give you $150,000. Uh, you pay it back plus the interest. And you pay me $500 a week. 
I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a great deal. Thank you so much. Golly, <laughs> you're the greatest in the world. Of course, I didn't realize at the time it was a horrible deal. Horrible, horrible deal. But, you know, you kind of, yeah, I didn't know. Right. I, I, all I want to do is, is do something different and get in business for myself because I'd always kind of hustled a little on the side, you know, through the years, making extra money, doing extra things like that. And it always appealed to me mm. that I could go as high as I was willing to work. And I like that. Because I would work hard at work, and I would only go this high. And so anyway, that, that appealed to me. So uh, he, he gave me $150,000. So I put him a two weeks notice, and off we go. Well, it was, it was, it was hard. Leave, it was so hard when we first started. Because I would bid work. had no idea what I was doing as far as bidding work, stuff like that. I would bid work, and I was I was like ten times too high, you know, because I hadn't I, I didn't know where the where the markets was. I thought I did, but I was a mile off. So, uh, it, it was it was tough. It was lean. It was lean mm-hmm. in the very beginning. So I figured, yeah, I got hundred fifty thousand, and that wasn't even near enough money. So basically, towards the end, man, I was running my credit cards up. I was we wasn't taking a salary, you know, because we mm-hmm. was barely making any money because I, I didn't, I didn't factor in the, the, the thought that when I would bid to these people, they would, they would have to hire me, not on just uh, a low, not just on numbers, but on, can this dude actually do this job? Cause we don't know him. Nobody knows this guy, dude, you just started. Mm-hmm. So I would be lower than someone else. I'm like, we don't care. We don't, you know, Get out of here. We don't know you. <laughs> you know, that's basically <laughs> what it was like. So I would have to get so low to basically t- to entice them like, okay, hang on a second. You know, so basically I was so low that people were like, you know what, come meet with me. You know, so that's how I basically got in the door. But now I'm working for like a, a burrito and a Coke. Mm. You know, it's basically my margins. <laughs> 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 yeah. So so it was tough. Yeah. But uh, we we got a few jobs. Did a good job, man, because I we knew I knew what I was doing. I just I didn't know. I just didn't I didn't have the the name recognition. I didn't have the 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 uh, I don't want to say yeah. I didn't have the background, you know, to to follow up with everything else. So it, it was hard. But anyway, we get going a little bit and get going a little bit, and but still, it, it was hard. Man, we went through some hard times. I I, I mean, I remember. You know, like uh, I remember working in Dallas one time, and I needed a different auger. So we finished the day. I dropped the guys off at the motel, and I left there like at seven o'clock at night. I got back to the well. The yard was actually our house, our front yard is what what we call it, where I had that auger at. And I told Darren I'll be there about one o'clock in the morning, have a record there uh, when I get there because I didn't have anything to pick this auger up with. You know, it weighed like two thousand pounds. But what I'd do, I'd, I'd hire a record to come out there and just pick it up, and I'd bag up underneath, and he'd drop it down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning, you know, I'd, I'd load it up and get it chained down. I'd sleep for a couple of hours. I'd drive back to Dallas so we, you know, so we could drill the next day. Wow. That was all the time. That was all the time because I didn't want to spend the money to have a, a hot shot, pick it up, and bring it to me. You know? mm-hmm. Well, not only did I didn't want to spend the money, we didn't have the money. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing more nerve-wracking than to be working, thinking – I've got to get this done and this done and this done by Friday. Cause if not, then I have no payroll for next Friday. Right. And that's, 
Ooh, that's tough, man. That's mm. and, and we always made payroll. I will say that. There was a few times we was <laughs> back in the early days, you know, back in the early nineties or back in the mid nineties, there's a few times we were late on some bills. I ain't gonna lie about that. But we always made payroll. Yeah. You know, somehow, some way. But it just uh so we we kind of get over this hump after about two years. We buy another junk rig. So now we have two junk rigs. And we kind of get going a little bit. And then I can kind of feel the tide turning. You know, it's like, you know, all right, we, you know, we've got a few dollars in the bank. And, you know, we're, we're starting to get a little bit of a reputation. I've kind of gone up a little, uh, a little bit up on my numbers. And, you know, work's kind of coming in a little bit, you know, a little better, a little better. So this guy calls me out of the blue and says, hey, can you do some nine-foot hose? I was yeah, we can do that. They're like, okay, we have this big job down in, uh, I think it's around Gregory, Texas, or Port Aransas, Aransas Pass, I, I was somewhere in the Corpus area. So we started doing, he said, they're for power lines. And I'm like, I don't care what they're for. You got money, I'll dig them. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so we still, we do that, and we did a you know decent job. So the guy says, hey, I want you to come to a pre-construction meeting with us. No, a pre-bid meeting with us. And uh, there's another big job going on somewhere else. So anyway, so I go into this pre this pre-bid meeting with all these power line people, and I noticed that they're all kind of looking at me like, "Who's this new guy?" So I guess they had asked Charles, you know, "Hey, who's this guy?" No, I think I introduced myself to somebody. You know, Mike with uh, blah 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 blah. Said, oh, you uh, you do foundation drilling? I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay, all right, cool. So he came and kind of behind, he kind of touched my arm with his card. And I turn around, I saw it, and he goes, he, he said, put that in your pocket. <laughs> so wow. that's kind of how that worked. You know, it's kind of a sneaky deal back there because that was, that was all kind of like private work. And, yeah. and I really didn't understand how that worked. So everybody started giving me the card behind this guy's back, <laughs> basically. You know, thank you, you know, give me a prize. <laughs> so we, we kind of got into that. And that was in about probably 98. So from 98 to 2000, we exploded. I mean, just bam, like that. Because we started getting in this power line work, uh, started doing a good job, and it, 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 it just mushroomed. So we were doing a lot of work for a company, and the vice president called me. He said, hey, uh, where you at? I said, I am in Laredo. We was actually doing a job for them in Laredo. He said, I'm, I'm going to fly to Laredo and come talk to you. You're going to be around. I said, yeah. I said, just let me know uh, when you fly. And I, I told him, I said, if you want, I'll pick you up at the airport. He's not, no, no, I'm, I'm going to fly, my, uh, fly myself. He said, I, I blah, blah. So anyway, he flies in, and uh, he comes out there, and he's sitting in my truck, and we're watching everybody work, and we're talking. And he said, let me ask you, you ever thought about selling out? I'm like, uh, no. I said, but uh, everything I got is for sale. You got enough money? <laughs> <laughs> so he said, hey, he said, I tell you what, you tell me how much it's going to take to get you bought out. I said, well, I tell you what, I got an even better idea. How about you tell me what you'll buy me out for? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he says, all right, deal. He said, I'm going to have some guys come down here, look at all your crews and equipment. I'm going to send uh, our two CPAs and a lawyer to your office and do, a, do some due diligence, and uh, we'll get back to you. I'm like, all right. So they sent their guys down to the office for a week. Had a couple of foreman's come to uh, all my jobs, and I, I took them around. All, at that time, we were working mainly in South Texas. So I took them over there. And looked at everything. So about two weeks later, me and Darren was on a Saturday. And we were doing something. I don't remember what we were doing. But we were driving down 45, going south. No, actually going north. And she had uh, picked up the mail. 
And uh, anyway, she was going through the mail. Going through the mail, going through the mail. So she did, uh, opened one, and uh, she was reading it. And she goes, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> I'm like, what? She goes, look at that. So goes, I got the steering wheel like this. <laughs> I'm like, is this Joe? <laughs> she goes, I said, is this real? <laughs> She's like, I don't know. We better call the lawyer. Because <laughs> i never seen them in zeros. <laughs> So I'm just trying to keep it you know, in the lines like this. Oh, good God! He'll call him. So, so the uh, we called we we had a lawyer and a CPA working this deal with us. So uh, I called. I said, "Man, what what's the deal? Is, is this a trick or something?" I said, "What's what's going on here?" He goes, "No, nah, man, that's what they offered." I said, uh, "Ryan Miller, right now, tell him we'll take it." Oh no no no, we're going we're going counter offer. I said, "We ain't counter offer nothing." I said, "We're going to take it." He goes, "No man, no, we got a counter offer." So we counter offered, and anyway, they went around, and, and long story short, about a month, we settled on everything except for my work contract. Mm. So that took like six, seven more months to, to, to work out because we had to work on the price, uh, the amount of years, and the, the, the this and the that's, and you know, they... They they wanted this, I wanted that, and their lawyers wanted this, my lawyers wanted that, and it was just like a big circle for like six, seven months. So finally, we got the deal done and signed everything over. And when when I was I was told, look, we're gonna buy you out, and you just keep on keeping on, man, keep rocking, keep printing that money, let's go. I'm like, all right, we can do it. Well, that lasted about an hour after <laughs> after I signed the contract. I mean, things changed like that. So they had me on a, uh, I got 75% of my money up front. They had me on a 12.5 first year, 12.5 second year buyout. Uh, and had to make specific numbers each, each year. First year, boom, made the numbers no problem. 9-11 comes. Mm. <laughs> and the economy was already, you know, sinking anyway. Yeah. 9-11 comes, and I mean, it just, uh, it was rough. And not only that, but we had, the, the, the fallout had already started happening between me and this other company. So, honestly, I didn't think I was going to make my numbers, but there towards the very end, we made the numbers. So, by this time, me and Mick, the, the vice president, he was like my direct boss. Me and him had already gotten into it. And it was kind of, it was beyond repair because at this point, he hated me and I hated him. Mm. But the only thing holding us together was with his stupid work contract. And, and, and I'm sure he felt the same way. We had both screwed ourselves by this work contract. Yeah. I can't quit and he can't fire me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm I'm going from uh, Austin to uh, Fort Worth. I mean, uh, uh, San Antonio. He calls me on the phone, just starts laying into me. So I said, Mick, where you at? He said, I'm in the Austin office. I said, I'll be there in less than an hour. So I take the next exit, man. I just start rolling, and I'm like, well, I'm hot. I'm hotter than a pistol. So I get there, and we almost get in a fist fight in the office. In fact, if there hadn't been some guys there, we probably would have, because we were both hot. I mean, we were cussing. It, it unprofessional. It was, it was horrible. So I told him, I said, I'll tell you what, Mick, I'll make you a deal. I said, how about we figure out a way where you can fire me, and I'll figure out a way where I can quit, and we can't sue each other. He said, we can make that happen. I said, let's make it happen. I said, you can send me. That was their lawyer. I said, you can send me to draw it up. Send it to my lawyers. I look my my lawyers look it over. We like it. I said, let's sign it. Let's get it done. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, I said, because I'm I'm done here. He said, well, I'm done with you. I said, well, I'm done with you. <laughs> you know, of course, <laughs> this goes back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so basically, what it, it was two egos yeah. fighting each other. All it was, you know, because he wanted to be the big dog, and 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 you know, when I was hired, I was supposed to be the big dog in this, and, and it was basically just two egos that were that needed to be put in check. Basically, yeah. what it was. So anyway, we got that done. Had to do a two year no compete. Uh, by the time that I quit, I everything gets done. I give them a, a month's notice, do the month, sign the papers, two years starts, bing, bang, boom, done. All right, done. But I will say this, that the time I spent with that company, I learned a lot mm. because I was a manager and I had to go, thank God, I was forced to go to all the manager meetings, which actually I learned a lot from that. I learned a lot how the structure, how things, how a big company thinks, how a big company works. Uh, and to be honest with you, how ruthless a big company can be. Mm. That's the part I didn't, that's the part of that, I, that I learned about. And I'm like, how you dudes, how, how do y'all sleep at night? Mm. Y'all some horrible people in here. I mean, you would, you would, you would, I mean, it feels like you would kill your mom for a, a, a dollar's worth of profit. That's what it feels like when I go to these meetings. Yeah. I mean, cause they were, they were cutthroat, but this was a billion dollar company. And they made a lot of money. Zero debt, made multiple, multiple, multiple millions every month. Wow. Yeah, they were a huge company. And they did it right. But man, I'm like, God, that's why I didn't understand because I, I couldn't connect the dots because y'all make this much money, zero debt, money on the horizon forever, but y'all are doing these horrible things to get this money. Mm -hmm. I mean, y'all could kind of do the writer thing. You know, you ain't got to do the right thing. Just do, do the writer thing, yeah. you know? <laughs> And still make a lot of money. Yeah. So, but it, but so I, that was good to learn. But the, the structure was also good for me to learn because I all, all that me and Darlin knew was what we knew. Mm. We didn't know anything else. So I, this was a good time for us to go in there and learn. And it, we, you know, we got we 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 made some money off the deal, so that was good too. So about a year later, maybe a year and a half later. The equipment manager out of Dieball, Texas calls me and he says, Hey, remember those rigs we bought off you? I said, Yeah. He goes, Man, uh, they want to sell them. You'd be interested in buying them? I said, What price? Uh, so he gave me the price. I says, Yeah, that's a good number. That's a good number, man. I said, uh, I'll take the 800. I don't want the rest of them. He goes, Now they're a package deal. You got to take them. I said, For the same price. He goes, Yeah, yeah, they're all for the same price. Well, shoot, I guess, you know. <laughs> I guess if you're going to force me, <laughs> take them all. I'll take them all. So I, I'm like, Damn, this is weird. So I asked him, I said, Why are you selling them? He goes, can't make no money. He said, they said it's, it's, a, it's a draw on our company and we're not making the profits that we like. Mm. So we just want to get rid of it. So they, so yeah, I bought all this stuff. Probably, I would say between three and $400,000 tools worth of tools that were on the job site. Well, I mean, on, on their yard. So he asked me, he said, would you be interested in tools? I said, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Which I was, but you know, I wasn't going to lay the money. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. So he said, I said, what do you want for him? He said, man, I don't know. I don't even know what they're worth. He said, what are they worth? Mm, not much, really. I said, junk old tools, you know, about all they are, about junk iron price, about all they're going to bring. <laughs> you know, so I'm, just, I'm talking them down. I said, you know, if, if, I mean, how much do you want for him? He goes, man, I don't even know. I said, well, just, I mean, if somebody made you an offer, would you, what offer would you say yes to? He goes, man, I don't know. I said, I mean, 10 grand, shoot, I'd let them go right now. 10 grand, just get them out of here. I said, mm, I don't know. That's Kind of high, but I mean, I guess I could write you a check for 10, 10 grand. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I'm almost shaking. I'm like, is this real? <laughs> so, so, I mean, I get on the phone. So, I'm cutting him a check. So, I get on the phone to my guys. I'm like, 
bro, start getting the trucks up here now. I said, I want every tool off the site today. You know, because if I can get them to take the check and us get, the, you know, hey, we had a meeting of the minds. You yeah. Know? So anyway, I, I made out like a bandit on this thing. So we start back in the business, but we do it a different way than we did the last time. Uh, this, the, the next time we go into business, it's, we do it a lot better because mm-hmm. this time we're smarter. We know what to do. We know what's going to happen. So we're, we're kind of prepared. We can also prepare ourselves for the things that are going to happen that we know is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I always think, you know, the, the first time we've been in a business, that was like a dry run, you know, a, a, a rehearsal type yeah. thing. And then we, we kind of learned how to do it. Then the second time we put it in gear and, we, and, and you know, we kind of took off. Yeah. What was the original question you asked me? Oh, we, just, we just dove into it. I know. Yeah. I don't even remember. I'm just, but I, I am <laughs> curious because I, I think the big part that is obviously that we have talked about is you have five daughters uh-huh. and you're married. Mm-hmm. How did all that with your work ethic, did that put a strain on your relationship and, and how your daughters and how did that affect Ooh, them? Man, that put a strain on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I went in, of course, I don't know, man. I was raised to work. And I was raised that the more you work, the harder you work, the more you were appreciated. The more accolades you would get, the more you were liked because you were a hard worker. And that's all that mattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude's a hard worker. Hard worker. So even before I got into business, you know, when I was working for Beck, uh, you know, like Darren would be pregnant. And, uh, you know, I, w- I would be there for, for her to have the baby. Yeah, I, I would go back to work. I mean, I've, you know, our mom would have to pick her up from the hospital, but I'd go to work. And I look back now, I'm like, God, that's hard. <laughs> but at the time, it made perfect sense because, yeah. you know, I got to go to work. I got to make money. I got I to gotta feed these kids. I got I got a wife. I got bills, you know. But I, I, I went too far to one side, you know, because there's a happy medium in there somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to be too lazy, but you don't want to work, you know, and 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 ignore everything else. You know, sure. you gotta you gotta kind of make. And and I think I've got that under control now. But it's a whole different story now than it was back then because back then, you know, money was tight, uh, which is still not an excuse. I mean, I could have taken three days off; wasn't going to hurt anything. It wasn't going to bankrupt us. We still could have paid our bills. But taking three days off in a row to me it was just that was. That was unhurt. I, no, mm-hmm. no, I got to go to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just that's the way I was back then. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was tough. It was tough, especially opening a business. Okay, so that's when I worked for somebody else. But now you open a business. Well, that just escalated about ten times. Mm-hmm. So now you know, hey, the girls' dance recital. Uh, no, I got to work. I mean, it wasn't even a question. No, I got to work. I mean, and I look back now and think that was. I wish I'd have done things different, but yeah, you know, it's too late now. You, mm-hmm. you, you can't change anything in the rearview mirror. All you can do is look at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you only change what's in front of you, not yeah. what's behind you. So, yeah, it was it. I, I wish I would have done things different, but as far as a strain, uh, yeah, it, it was tough, man. It was tough. Uh, you know, especially with a marriage, because Daryl was helping me run the business. 
And, and to be honest with you, Darlin was helping run the business, raising the kids, running a household, running a business hold, you know, because our, our, our business is, is like a house also, mm-hmm. you know, and she was running all that. And I, and, you know, that's why I was telling you earlier, I don't, I really take, I don't take offense, but I don't like when people say, oh, that's the owner. Mm-hmm. Cause really I'm not the owner. I'm the guy that uh, makes the problems go away and bids the word. Darlene is the one that runs the show. She mm-hmm. runs the operation. And without her, uh, it, it'd be like a, a tr- it'd be like taking the steering wheel off a car and throwing it out the window. Mm. It'll go straight for a bit, but it's going to end up in a ditch before you know it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Without Darlene, we always say, I always say without her, uh, we, th- there would be no business. Mm. But without me, there'd also be no business. So we are the perfect combination to come together and go to work because we work, we actually work pretty good together because I, I stay out of her lane. She stays out of, out of my lane mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, there's times I'll kind of get in, you know, and she'll run me out of her lane and she'll kind of get in mine and I'll run her out of my lane. Yeah. But for the most part, we stay out of each other's lanes and uh, I trust you. I know you know what you're doing. Do what you do. Yeah. And, she, you know, she does the same, same way to me. You know, I try to, you know, I say, hey, you think what about a new rig? Oh, whatever you think. I'm like, mm, tell me. So, no, seriously, whatever you think. I, I don't, I'm like, all right, thanks for the help. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, but getting back to your original question, man, it was, it was a strain. Mm-hmm. It was a strain. There were some times we probably uh, verbally divorced 8,000 times. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, I, I think it makes us feel better. I'm tired. I'm done. You know, but, you know, in the back of my life, I would never leave. <laughs> yeah, it just makes me feel good to say it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it was it was tough. But now that uh, we've done it for a while, and plus two, the kids have kind of grown up and gone. Uh, we don't have to worry about the weekly income coming in. Yeah, You know, a lot of pressure's off. A lot of pressure's off now. Uh, we had the equipment to go do the job. We had the tools. We had the manpower, which back then we we probably didn't. You know, we we did, we went to a lot of gunfights with knives. <laughs> but now we're going to a gunfight. We got guns. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, all, a lot of that pressure's gone now, yeah. and it really helps. Yeah, really helps. What What are a few things that you appreciate about your daughters? going through you working so hard? Uh, I appreciate them forgiving me for being a sorry dad, <laughs> number one. Uh, no, I, I, they, understand, they, they are smart enough and mature enough to realize that, uh, number one, I was not the best dad in the world, but I was doing what I thought was right by trying to give them the best I could. Mm-hmm. Now, because when I was a kid, I didn't get the best that there was. And I had this opportunity to give my kids the absolute best that, that money could buy. So that's what I did. But they, they realized that by doing that, I failed over here by, by not giving them the best of me. Yeah, I gave them the best of, you know, LV and Prada, but, but not the best of, best of me. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I should have evened that out. Mm-hmm. And, and I... And I they, they see that. They see where it came from. They know it's not right, but they see where it came from. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't do it maliciously. Yeah, I thought I was doing the right thing, you know. And but I, I, I you know, they they understand and they still they appreciate it. And 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 I told them all, you know, dang man, I wish I wish I'd done a better job raising you. Yeah. I, I'd have done it different, you know. But like I said, I I, I can't change it. So yeah, you might as well just own it, suck it up, and live with it. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes that's all you can do. That's true. What do What do you appreciate about Daryl Lynn throughout the whole thing? Ah, uh, man, not leaving me. Number one, <laughs> <laughs> putting up with me. That's number. That's that should be like two, three, and four. Because uh, I wouldn't have done it. I'd I'd have I'd have divorced me years ago if I could. <clears throat> uh, things that I really appreciate about her, honestly, uh, her positivity in the early days. Because man, things were things were rough back then. And man, I'd get down on myself, and and I think, man, screwed up. Shouldn't I shouldn't have laid it all on the line? And man, I I don't know if I did the right thing. And, and she would, you know, tell me these positive things, and I could tell she was reaching mm. and just trying to be positive. And I knew what she was saying was just trying to cheer me up. It really wasn't the truth, but she was just trying to cheer me up. And and I always appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I always appreciated that, especially yeah. back in the early days, man, because. Golly, it was it was rough, man. If I'd have known what we were going to get into before we'd done it, I would have never done it. Never done it. Wow. Yep. Ain't no way I'd gone through that, put my family through that, put my wife through that, put me through that. Nah, ain't doing it. Yeah. Nah, I'll, I'll stay working for somebody else, and I'll just toe the line. That's it. Yeah, but, but luckily, I didn't know. Yeah. Because now it's nice. But we're also 27 years down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's been a lot of heartache, man. A lot of, lot of, lot of nights me and Darren stay awake. Mm-hmm. I mean, not no more, but back then there was a lot of sure. nights we stayed awake, thinking, what are we gonna do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, three o'clock in the morning, both of us laying in bed, just, I don't know, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What What are a couple questions you wish people would ask Mike, but no one ever asked Mike? A lot of them is what what did it take to get where you're, where you're at? You know, a lot of people say, "How do you do it?" You know, well, what does it take? What 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 did it take to get here? Honestly, it took not knowing <laughs> to do it. I mean, that was but but even if I'd have known and 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 kind of had a better plan, I probably still would have done it. But it takes sacrifice. It takes commitment. It takes. The word quit can't be in your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Now, the word, there's no quit. The only thing there is is die. That's the only thing that's going to stop you. Yeah. That or lack of money, because that'll stop you too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but, but that's, that's, it's, 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 you got to be committed. Yeah. And if you're not committed, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time and your money because you're not going to make it. Yeah. It's just that, it's that cut and dry. You got to be committed. I always tell everybody a company is like a three month old baby. When it cries, you better come running. If you don't, it's going to die. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. It's no different. It's no different to have a three month old baby in the corner crying. And if you ignore it long enough, it's going to die. Mm-hmm. Well, your company's the same way. If you ignore it long enough, it's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I agree. I see your food post and I saw a picture this morning of breakfast. Mm-hmm. So aside from your family, your obviously your wife, your daughters, and your dad, who would you like to have breakfast with three people? Roger Staubach. That'd be one. 
uh, Bob Stoops. Yeah, I, I love chopping over Bob Stoops, yeah. man. Ah, <laughs> uh, Lee, I love that guy. He's the greatest dude in the world. Last guy. Hmm. Are your dad? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like your dad, man. <laughs> your dad's a good guy. Some of those stories he told are last week. Yeah, I never even heard of when yeah. he told them. When he, I mean, he got emotional. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that was I pretty did, deep. Yeah, you know, and when he was telling a story, I was trying to put myself in that in that place. But you know, you're talking about being on a boat at night, not knowing nobody, not knowing where you're going, not knowing where you're at. And you man, you can't comprehend those feelings that they were probably feeling at that time. Mm. Just the the loneliness and the, and the anxiety and the, the being scared, not knowing, not only not knowing what's going to happen in the future, but you don't know what's going to happen in the next thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that 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 had, that would be tough. Man. Yeah. Ah, Lee, that would be tough. That would be tough. What do you think is different with? people's mindset today versus just let's say even five or 10 years ago. I'm not going to say all people, but what I've noticed, especially from, from my perspective, I think people are having a hard time. Some people are having a hard time taking care of themselves. And when I say taking care of yourselves, uh, when you need something, you need to figure out how to go get it. Mm. You, you need to make a plan. You need to make uh Make uh, an effort. You need to have some action from yourself to get it done. Instead of uh, screaming out into the void saying, hey, uh, somebody help me. That's, 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 I mean, I guess that's how you can get some help, but I don't want just any help. I want it done the way I want it done. Yeah. So I'm going to go get it done because I, I want it done that way. So if you just say, hey, come help me. And I'm hungry. And somebody throws you some bologna. <laughs> like, here, eat it. I don't want the bologna. Well, you, you didn't say what you want. You said you're hungry. Yeah. So eat the bologna. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you eat the bologna. Now, I don't want bologna. Yeah. I mean, I, which is wrong. I love bologna. Sure. But, but sometimes I want steak. So if I want steak, then I want to hustle up. I want to do what I got to do to go eat me some steak. Yeah. I think it's a, I, that's kind of a weird way to say it, but I, I think... That's the mindset I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. You know, save your money. You know, quit. You know, if you don't have much money, then, then stop going and spending all your money on, on stuff that you really don't need. Mm -hmm. Save your money. Save your money. Save your money. And then take this much and put it back. You still got this much. Mm -hmm. Put a little bit of money. Then you go out and you get whatever you want. You, yeah. you, you buy that nice thing over there and you take a little bit and buy that nice thing over there because you got some more money coming in. You're still pinching off of here, putting it back in that pile. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't get a pile and like, go buy all this stuff. <laughs> well, I ain't got no money. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you dumb dumb. You know, you spend it all. Right. That's right. ridiculous. And, you, and I, you, can, you can spot it a mile away. Yeah. yeah. You can see it and you're like, I don't understand that. Man. I don't understand that. Yeah. Don't understand that. But I think a lot of it's, you know, social media and and everything, you know, you see and, you know, you want to be like everybody else. So I want to go have Marge and I want to do this. And I want to do that. And I want to eat this nice stuff. And it's Taco Tuesday. So we got to go have tacos on Tuesdays. And no, no, Tuesdays is whatever's 
you know, hamburger helper Tuesday. That's that's how it was in my house. You know, hamburger <laughs> Wednesday, hamburger helper Thursday. Hamburger, you know, until we had some money saved up, it was you know beans yeah. and rice Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's whatever. Right. That's right. You know, all this trendy stuff. You know, and a lot of this is just marketing stuff from marketing firms and 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 companies that are trying to get money out of your pocket. That's mm-hmm. all they're trying to do. And people people buy into it every single day, yeah. and and these these it's it's almost like taking candy from a baby. Yeah. They they make things trendy. They put it on social media and say, "Oh, look at the trendy stuff. You want to be trendy, right? Oh, look at these guys. Look how trendy they are. You want to be like them? You better be like them. You don't want to be the oddball guy. You know, drink your bourbon, have your beer." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. That's good. You see that a lot. Uh, that's ridiculous. You know. <laughs> And there's nothing wrong with drinking bourbon and having a beer. No, you know, not at all. If you could afford it. Yeah. But if you if you're if you're taking out of your savings to, you know, have a little drinky drink of bourbon, then you're come on, stop it. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, right, you get what you deserve. Yeah. That's right. That's I mean, right. Tough talk from Mike. <laughs> <laughs> tough talk from Mike. So how do you how does uh tough Mike deal with negativity? Personally, I have I fight it every day. I'm I'm a negative dude by 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 nature, I guess, because I'm always negative in my head. Mm. And I have to turn that around because when it comes in, I'm like, mm, got to stop that. You know, I got to get that out of there, you know, because I'll, I'll yeah, because I always, I was telling you earlier, I always had this, this, this inner dialogue in my head. I'm always talking. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it's like, you know, those electrical waves that bounce around. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's what my head is. I mean, it's, it's always going crazy in there. And, and it's always these negative thoughts, negative outcomes, negative things. But then, you know, I have to consciously stop it. It's like, mm, stop it. Mm. it. It'd be just as easy for it to be a positive outcome than a negative outcome. Yeah. So I, I, I personally have to stop that. But like when, like, there's, there's people that maybe I work with that are negative. Well, when that negativity comes in, I, I just interject the positivity. Mm. And tell them, well, you know, it could go this way too. Yeah. Just as easy, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, well, yeah, cool. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Boom. <laughs> so which 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 direction are we going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but that's and true. and not only that, but tell me if that does happen, bam, that's Plan B. Yeah. Bam, that's Plan C. You know, we're, we're going to get it done. You can be negative all day long, but eventually we're going to get there. Yeah. You know, you we can get there positive, we can get there negative, whatever. Yeah. You know, but I have to stay positive, and if I don't, then they're going to follow my lead. You know, so I I try to be positive and tell them, bing, bang, boom, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, if this doesn't happen, then this is the plan. I've already thought of this. This is the plan right here we're going to do. If that doesn't happen, if that doesn't happen, don't worry about it. I got it, I got it man. Mm-hmm. I got it. Good. Yeah. You know, you got it. If you're going to be a leader of people, man, you got to let them know that that you got it. Just fall in line. You You follow Big Daddy. Well, I won't. I won't get you to the promise, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> it, it. You better have that confidence, because because it, it, I I can see a crack in confidence a mile away. So I, I know if you're confident, or I know if you're just you're you're just talking that mess. Yeah. I mean, and I I think it's I think it's pretty. I think you can see it. I think you can feel it. I think I can. Yes. Yeah. It's it's confidence is just making people feel cozy that you got it. You worry about, mm-hmm. and, and I tell everybody, man, I don't. I got you, bro. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Big Dad here got you. I'll get you. 
Don't worry about it. I see a lot of fake confidence on social media. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, it's to be expected. Mm. I mean, number one, uh, you're hiding behind a screen. Yeah. So there's no, there's going to be no consequence. I mean, worst case scenario, you, you delete your stuff and, and start, start something else. You know, that's, that's the worst case. Scenario. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, and say a lot of stuff and, oh my gosh, man, make up these buzzwords that just drive me. That's, uh, I hate them. That's one of my pet peeves, man, when I hear all these buzzwords. And especially when, like, uh, someone's explaining something to somebody and you're like, stop gaslighting. And I'm like, oh, he's, he's explaining to you how you're wrong. He ain't gaslighting yeah. you. You're wrong, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, and of course, we, you know, you come up with these $25 words and, you know, kick them out, you know, here and there. And ah, it's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. But there's nothing wrong with being confident. You know, and, and you know, perhaps too much confidence here and there, you know, but you got to be, you got to be confident in yourself. Yeah. You got to believe in yourself. But you also have to keep that in check, mm-hmm. you know, because I understand I always say I'm the greatest driller in the tri-state area. I know I'm really not the greatest driller in the tri-state area. I just say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone in the tri-state area that's better than me. Right. But it's that confidence that you got to have. I'm a decent. I'm I'm a pretty good driller. I will say that. Yeah. You know I'm I'm in I'm in top tier. I ain't gonna lie. But you know I understand there's 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 better companies in mine. There's better. Drillers than me, there's better truck drivers, there's better welders, there's better everything than me. But I ain't no slouch. And eventually I'll get it done. So I mean that's that's some of the confidence that you that you just have to have as a leader. Yeah. Uh if you're gonna lead people. I always say if you gotta if you're gonna lead people, you gotta be leadable. You know, you gotta be able to lead. Because cause if not, people aren't gonna follow you. And a title on your head doesn't mean nothing. Yeah. It just means uh, yeah, he's He's the boss, but, <laughs> you know, he's the leader. And I've seen that a lot, too. Yeah. You know, where, where the, the actual superintendent, who's the boss, he doesn't lead that crew. The foreman does. Mm-hmm. foreman's the leader. The superintendent, he just handles all the paperwork, all the day-to-day. I mean, not the day-to-day, but the, the scheduling and all the, the meetings here and the meetings there. And the meeting. But the foreman is the leader. Mm-hmm. The foreman, that's the superintendent goes to the foreman and says, hey, uh, when do you think we can finish it? And the foreman will let him know when they'll have it. Yeah. And then he tells his men, all right, this is what we need to do. Yeah. So how's he the leader? No, this guy's the leader. Right. Even though he's not the boss. Yeah. Yeah. You're known as Turnbuckle. Yep. On Twitter. You also have Turnbuckle Barbecue. Yep. Your brisket's amazing. Just how, how long does it take start to finish? Uh, ooh, excellent question. Start to finish. Uh, because when I start, first thing you got to do is pick a brisket out. And that might, that might, uh, take two or three days to find the actual nicest brisket I can find because I can, there's like five HEBs that I can go to that have prime and Wagyu Snake River Farm Snake River Farm Wagyu so I'll, I'll of course I always keep about four or five six of them in the freezer but the problem is I'll come home on uh, say Thursday like mm, cook a brisket I'm like I got two days to thaw one out I want to do one now so uh, you know, I'll go find me <laughs> one so that might take a couple days and it might take one day so you yeah. get the you get the right brisket, man. You get it perfect. Got to get it trimmed up. Uh, you got to get it, you know, whatever else you do to it. <laughs> and then uh, 
usually about eight to ten hours of smoke. Then uh, you know, once I get it where I want it, where it looks good, then usually hour and a half. No, yeah, hour and a half. I can have it to to the tenderness I want. Okay, so then I let it. I bring it out, let it rest, maybe another hour and a half, two hours. Let it come down to about one seventy, one sixty. Wrap it back up. I got a heating oven. I put it in. I usually leave it there about a minimum four hours, usually six, seven hours, mm-hmm. and then we're ready to go. So that's close to twenty hours we're pushing Probably. for brisket. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of stupid when you think about it. Ain't it? Well, it, it's I, like Marty has said: you have spoiled us. We can't eat any of the brisket, and I've tried to do it just like, hey, yeah, you know, yeah. but no, it. Your brisket's well, undefeated. Thank you. And I appreciate that. But it's only one certain style of brisket that that I believe I've perfected because I've done it a jillion times. There you go. And I've tweaked it and dialed it and tweaked it and dialed it so many times that I've just got it. It's like a, a concentrate. You know, you keep concentrating it down and down and down and down and just, just bam. You just got a, a flavor bomb right there that punches you in the mm. tonsils. You know, when you when you take the bite of yeah. it. Yeah. You know, but there's a thousand ways to cook them. And, and, I, and I do cook. In fact, the other day I cooked some a different way that I used to do a long time ago, you know, years ago. Because you know, I've been cooking briskets since like 93. I've been cooking briskets way, way before briskets was, was, was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've been cooking them a long time. Well, I, I say cooking them back then. I was just, ooh, they were, there were some tough ones back then. Now. There was some nasty briskets. There was some I was like, ooh, this, this is, I can't even eat this nasty thing. <laughs> so Mike is the uh, the Bruce Lee of briskets. Because there's a quote by Bruce Lee says, I don't fear the man that practices 10,000 different kicks, yeah. but I fear the man yeah. that practices one kick 10,000 times. Yeah. So there you go. Exactly. The Bruce Lee exactly of briskets. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, that's just one certain style. and But that's what I really like about briskets or actually any kind of cooking is you can change it up so much. I can take that brisket and make it taste just like what you've tasted mm. and just completely turn it around and it'll taste like something completely different. Yeah. I mean, it still has that brisket taste, but it's nothing like this. And that's that's what I really enjoy about it. And it, it doesn't take 20 hours to cook. I take 20 hours to cook my brisket. Mm. You know, there's a lot of people that cook it different. As long as you like it, your family likes it, then that's the way you should do it. Who cares how I do it? Who cares yeah. how... Uh, Jojo on the, on the YouTube does it. Who cares? You know, quit trying to follow. I mean, yeah, take these pointers, and if it helps you out, fine. But it's not the end all, be all. Yeah. You know, every you know, you got to rest your brisket for two hours. N- not necessary. I've rested them four hours. Beautiful briskets. I rested them for four, five, six hours. Beautiful briskets. You know, it's just it, it's all a process. But I, I was I think I tweeted the other day, or I was talking to somebody the other day. You're not going to be able to cook a brisket two, three times a year and have a fantastic brisket. You're not going to be able to do it. It'd be like me going to bat in the major leagues three times a year and thinking I'm going to hit a home run every time. No, you're going to strike out every time because you have no practice. That's true. You got to practice, 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 practice. And they say in a pork chop, you're just throwing on the fire, flip, flip, flip. Here you go. (laughs) That's not the way it works. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like anything else. That's true. That's true. So if Margie and I want some brisket for you we need to call you a couple weeks ahead and then let you cook a few smoke a few and then we come down and pick some up i've always got some in the freezer cook ready to go. 
Yeah. I, I was just telling Darren, I've been giving away a, a, a bunch away here lately, and I told him, I said, man, I am getting low on sliced brisket. I've got a few halves, and I think i got a couple of hoes, but I don't have, because usually I, I keep a lot of sliced brisket. Yeah. That way, when I want some, bam, just take it out, yep. and uh, boil it in the bag, open it up, bam. So good. Yeah, and it's so crazy when you do that, and you cut that bag, and it's just like you took it off the pit. It, it, it You're 100% right, because the governor loved it, too. And, and I'm like, this was this has been yeah. frozen uh, for six months in my freezer. Yep. And it smells like I literally just took it off. The mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm glad he liked it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, if he, he doesn't like it. He's going to devastate me. <laughs> 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 and, you know, a long time ago, I was really nervous about trying my brisket because I thought it was good. My family thought it was good. But I'm like, they could be lying to me. It's just not hurt my feelings. Then I had, you know, I'd have one person, oh, it's really good, Mike. And I'm like, he's being real. <laughs> they just standing out there with feelings. So good. Yeah, but they, hey, finally, I, I just got in my head. You know what? You know, quit being a crybaby about it. I like it. Uh, my family likes it. If you don't like it, then something's wrong with your brisket taste. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like my sausage, man. I've been cooking sausage. Yeah. I'm like, oh dang, I love the sausage. And finally, I'm like, you don't love the sausage, you're the problem. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with the sausage. It's good sausage. <laughs> it is. It's super good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. So good. My my wife and I actually have a piece of brisket left because we're going to invite you and your wife Kyle over, and you're going to have some of it. it. That's what we serve to our friends. Come over and have some brisket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know. Let me know if you need some more, man. Let me know. You know, and I I, I ship it to people, which I don't even know what to say, but I, I ship it to people all to all over, right? Yeah. And uh, you're like, oh, you know, hey, uh, you know, ship me some brisket, and I'll pay for it. And I'm like. You don't want to pay for yeah, this biscuit. This is expensive. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I, I don't worry. I get you. I got you. Man. Don't worry about it. Don't worry yeah, about it. it is expensive yeah. to ship. But I, I've I've gotten to where instead of because you know because everybody wants to pay for it, and I, and I get that. Sure. But there's no way I'm going to ask you to pay for what this actually costs because it's it's ridiculous. I enjoy doing it. I want you to enjoy it, and I want you to have it. So I'm going to do it. I don't worry about the money. I got you. But what I want you to do, take some money. And give it to a charity. Mm, I like it. Yep. I like it. That's awesome. So, I mean, because I don't want to. I had someone tell me one time, because I try to pay for everything when, when I go out to eat and everything like that. And this, this one dude said, you know what, man? Let me pay because you're taking my blessing. Mm. Because I want to pay. Yeah. And, man, that really hit me right there. I'm like, taking everybody's blessing? <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I, I want to I pay because, you know, it, it really, you know, it's not. You know, I just want to pay to kind of yep. everybody out. But am I taking people's blessings, you know? And that, that really hit me right there. Mm. So I got to thinking, you know, these people are appreciative and they want to show their appreciation by paying me back. And I, and I appreciate that. But you know what? It's not going to help me. Give it to a charity, man. Because yeah. that's going to make you feel better, giving it to a charity. It's going to help the charity. And plus, it's, it's going to help this right here because now you're going to receive a blessing from yeah. From the whole, and then you know, you it's it's, it's you know you putting that circle together. Yeah, you're connecting that circle. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's a better it's that circle's better than that little Twitter circle. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what to do without my Twitter click. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh, so ridiculous. I got two more questions for you. Come on with them, baby. <laughs> what are you most proud of, Mike? Uh, what am I most proud of? Probably. Uh, my kids, number one, and number two, my marriage. Yeah, because when we got married, man, I mean, like everybody was like, "Bro, y'all, y'all ain't gonna make six months, man." 
money. I got five on it now. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. And and honestly, uh, we almost didn't make six months. Be honest with you, but we made six months, and then we made seven months, and then we made nine months, and then you know, like thirty-two years in it. Yeah, that's great. What was thirty? <laughs> We're in the 30 years. We've been married 30s of years. Man. That's awesome. <laughs> Not exactly for That's sure. That's so yeah. good. That's so yeah. good. So, yeah, and, and my kids, number two, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they're they good kids. Yeah. And what's, I, what I'm thankful about is they've only made normal kid mistakes. I mean, because everybody, every kid, everybody's going to make mistakes. Yeah. You know? But like I told my kids, man, if y'all would just make normal kid mistakes, I can deal with it. Don't go robbing banks and killing people. I can't deal with that. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, now I'm I'm proud of my kids, man. They're all, they're all completely different, but they're all the same. Yeah. And you know what? I'm gonna take it back. What I'm most proud of is how my family will circle the wagons when it's time. When it's time to circle the wagons, I mean, I've seen them all. You literally circle the wagon and draw weapons <laughs> <laughs> to 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 defend the circle. I love that. Oh man. That, that's awesome. That, oh, leadership starts at home. So well yeah. done to you and Daryl and Mike. I appreciate that. Man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Absolutely. And the last question, I'm going to cry. Good job, Juan. <laughs> appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> well, how do you want to be remembered, Mike? Ah, yeah. Not as a hard worker. Because I'm, I'm, I'm sick of that. I always tell everybody, I, don't, I want something other than on my gravestone, boy, he's a hard worker. Yeah, well, thanks, but yeah, I want to be more more for that. Uh, I want to be remembered for uh, just helping people out. That 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 that'd be a good way to be remembered. Mm-hmm. I mean, trust me, I'm gonna be remembered for a lot of things, <laughs> good and bad, uh, and none that that uh, I didn't earn. Yeah, you know, all the bad stuff that that I've got coming my way, I earned ninety nine point nine percent of it. So, you know, if you earned it, you got to take it, man. You earned it. But I'm, t- I'm trying to I'm trying to replace that with some good, you know, before I start pushing up them daisies. So, yeah, just trying to be nicer, kinder, better dude. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just maybe remembered for, uh, hey, man, he, he tried to the end. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, will, I'll, I know that your hard work and your work ethic and your mindset has gotten you and your family to where they are now. And I'm going to remember you for you just being an awesome and giving human being, you and your wife both as a team. Yeah. And you you give to the world more than a lot of people will ever know. On purpose. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of throwing that around. Right. Yeah. I know. I know you're not. Yeah. You guys are very humble and we appreciate that about y'all. Yeah. Because we, we certainly don't want, we're not doing this for, uh, Hey, look what we do. Yep. You know, so we, so a lot of stuff, man, I, I, and there's a lot of stuff I do that the only stipulation I say is, uh, don't tell nobody. Yeah. It's between me and you. Nobody else needs to know that. Yeah. And yeah. so that's, that's a, that's a major stipulation on a lot of stuff I do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to get a lot. It, not, not everything needs to be on social media. Yeah. That's, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll show you all my food, but uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff, I, I'm going to keep that in my pocket. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's mine, your minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Well, I appreciate that, Wong. I appreciate that. And I appreciate your friendship, man. You're a good dude. Uh, real. Thank you. Real as they come, man. Thank you. And and I mean that. You and Margie both. 
yeah. solid. Now I've said this before, just salty there are people. Man. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. America needs more people like you, for real. <laughs> for real. And appreciate I appreciate that. you. Yeah. Yeah. Like likewise. This is I, I've been wanting to have you on for a while and I felt like it's just timing when the time is right. Yeah. It's gonna be right. Yeah. And it's not forced and not manufactured. And this is just authentic conversation and I love it. Hey, we should do this yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Told you next time we do it live. Okay, next time we will do a live. We'll do, we'll do a Q&A. Yeah. Yeah. And if we don't like you, we'll just block you. Yeah. Block Bye. your <laughs> block your <laughs> mute you. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, Mike. Thank, Thank you so you, much. All Thank right. You, yeah. I appreciate it. All right. <laughs> <laughs>